You're rocking with the voice of town view. We put our spin on trending topics and school news. Thought provoking, insightful, we speak the truth. We do it for all ages, not just for the youth. Uh, listen close, you might learn something. Or laugh so hard, you split your side of something. Uh, live stream a podcast. Whenever you tune in, it's sure to be a blast. Uh, let's be honest, you don't want to miss that. Content so real, you're going to want to run it back. We keep you entertained while making an impact. Want foreign announcements? Well, this is not that. Uh, sports, pop, culture, political. Whatever you like, we got you covered, bro. Uh, it's a movement more than just a show. It's KSBM Radio. Broadcasting live from Marvin E. Robinson School of Business and Management, Dallas, Texas. My radio station. We are KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View. <laughs> welcome, welcome to KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View. I'm Cammie and I'm here with Violet. Our journey into the past begins with a remarkable story. Back in November 2013, KSBM Radio, The Voice of Townview, emerged from a humble 1300 grant, and those pioneer students had no inkling of the extraordinary voyage ahead. Today, we're honored to have the pioneers themselves with us, Mr. Misael Lopez, Mr. Jesus Escorza, Ms. Demision Thornton, Mr. Gary and Walker, and Mr. Jonathan Gonzalez. These outstanding alumni are here to share their incredible stories, adventures, and the ideable a legacy they've left behind. Prepare for a show to fill your hearts with memories, laughter, and inspiration. Welcome to you all. Would you like to say anything before we begin? Oh, first shout out to y'all, because I, I don't know if they heard it, but they got their own theme song. Mm -hmm. but once again, yeah. we're alumni, so 10 years ago, if anything, we probably had to make our own theme song. <laughs> so that was great, that was great to see, man. Y'all already doing a lot more than what we could even imagine, so it's good to see what y'all doing. So, how does it feel to be back? I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Man, time flies, but, you know, it feels good to see how far the show's gone. Okay, so to begin, please introduce yourselves using the radio names you went by at KSBM Radio, The Voice of Telling You, and then share your real names. Could you start right here? Yeah, uh, my name's Missile, but my real name's Misao Lopez. Uh, my name's Jesus Escorza, and I used to go by Chewy. I am Demisian Thornton, but on the radio, I went by Misi. Uh, my name is Gary and Walker. Um, I went by just Gary on the show. <laughs> uh, my radio name was Mad Matt, but my real name is Jonathan. So to ask just one question, um, where did y'all kind of get these names from? Like what made y'all, because, you know, this was new and yeah. Uh, when we were making, um, trying to come, trying to come up with our names, I just remember, um, we were all um, in the conference room, just giving each other ideas. My name came from, um, my middle name is Matthew, and someone suggested, um, hey, why don't you name your uh, radio name Mad Matt? I guess because it sounds catchy. And I thought it was a good name, so I chose it. <laughs> Mine's pretty much came from people not knowing how to say my name correctly. So I just went with just call me Gary, so it just came just Gary. So Can I call you Gary? No. <laughs> you, call, you call me G. You call me G. No, I'm just playing. I'm Gary, I don't care what y'all call me. Gary and Gary G. I don't care as long as you you know who I am. That's all I care. <laughs> Thanks. Um, same. Likewise, like with, like with Gary, 
Um, my name is Dami Sian, and a lot of times people have a hard time enunciating that, and so I was just like, let's just stick with Misi. It's in the middle, and it flows. With, it flowed with like how the show was working. So, uh, for my name, um, I, I guess in, in my culture, uh, for Jesus, uh, there's a I guess like a nickname for Jesus. It's called Chucho, so I shorten it down to Chewy. And I think Miss Shipman had also suggested it as well, um, so that I kind of stuck with that one. Yeah, my story is the same as Gary Misi. Misael, no one, everyone has a lot of trouble pronouncing it. Um, there's been a few times, you know, in class, like I'll be Marisol Michelle sometimes. <laughs> I'd be absent for that day, you know. But uh, I've, I've had a lot of uh, names throughout the years. Missile was one of them, you know, that some people would call me here and there. Um, and I was thinking about it, like, earlier. I was like, how did I get that name? You know, an explanation for it. The best thing I could come in, come up with was I was explosive, so it's missile. So. <laughs> so looking back um, in your high school years, can you recount some standout memories and experiences from that time? Um, yeah, so my memories um, were just like the whole transition from, um, I think the class before was sports and entertainment marketing to them introducing that we're going to have a radio um, class and... Um, the whole transition, like um, clearing the room out and coming up with the logo and just getting um, introduced to the whole idea. Man, I'll never forget, but we got the blow up head on the wall. I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all remember, but that day, that whole day was just crazy. It, it was cold. I think it was raining outside. Mm -hmm. I, I bet I, it was, for sure it was cold. All of us had these short sleeve shirts freezing, having to you know, smile, act like we want to be there, still do a show, <laughs> wind blowing, can barely hear, you know, it wasn't the best of mice compared to what y'all got now. There was a lot going on, but uh, I, I remember the most, just every show was always something different, something, if it was a technical problem, if it was something going on with us, if it was whatever Miss Shipman say was doing wrong, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure y'all know that it's, it's, it's always something to get better at, but Especially back then when we was just learning, it was always something going on. But specifically that, uh, I forgot if it was a showcase at um, Kincaid. It was. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it was. It was something, but we had to be there. It just cold, not prepared for it. It was a lot. I don't think I ever um, had a chance to go with y'all to um, when y'all went to the stadiums. But I do remember y'all like coming back and saying it was real cold. And <laughs> yeah, no. it was crazy. It was real cold. None of us had a jacket. I don't know why. I think Miss No. I think Miss Shipman made us take it off. Yeah, because yeah. we needed to show the logo. Yeah, the shirt. we had to show the logo. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> I had a long sleeve under my shirt, so it was good. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We yeah. were struggling that day. We were struggling. If y'all can look back, would y'all think um, it was like a pretty cool experience to go out or or? Like to go out and do a show at the stadium because like what type of events were they having at I think it was like a high school high school fair to where yeah. like all yeah. pro every high school that had like a specific type of program that would intrigue students. Oh, we were all there to kind of like broadcast and showcase what we had. Well, one thing I can say too though, like it was it was just a different experience for us back then. Mm -hmm. So everything we did was was always interesting whether we went to the Kincaid, whether we went to um, actual Fishbowl Radio. That was cr that the was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the war show. Like yeah. everything we did, it was it was something new for us. So it didn't really matter what we did. We knew we was just on. Yeah, and I think I think the fact that it was new, we really didn't know 
really like not what to expect, but how to how we should um, conduct Navigate ourselves it. and yeah. like whatever how we should like what a good example would be for us to say we would just go exactly. Yeah. But Miss for sure was gonna let us know afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jonathan, you spoke on the initial like feelings of that. Could as the first group that launched KSBM Radio, the Voice of Town View, what were your initial expectations for the program, and how did those expectations align with the actual experiences you had during your first year? Um, so I don't think I had um, any um, expectations that I um, wanted to see. And then what was the second part of the question? How did, a, how did that align with the experiences you had during that first year? Um, well, like I didn't have any real expectations, but just going to um, out to the field trips and seeing the um, I don't know if we went to CBS or what the radio yeah. station was and then going out to um, Fishbowl. Have you had a chance to go out to Fishbowl Radio? Uh, no, we haven't, but you know, field trips. So just seeing the setups that they had over um, there compared to our studio, I could kind of see where things were going. And then, um, like with every new um, little upgrade that we would get, it would just help help us see the bigger picture as it was coming along. Could y'all all put your your like insight on your expectations and how that aligned with your experiences? I, uh, you go ahead. Well, I know from the very beginning. So, like for example, this table, we had maybe a, a small desk where we had to fit five, sometimes six people, <laughs> and people were just kind of around it. Um, and then, like uh, Gary was saying, and Jonathan, every morning, maybe to the last minute, we were trying to figure everything out. Um, so I, I think at least for, for our experiences was, I think it kind of made us grow up a little bit faster too because there was an expectation, at least from the shipment, that there was a radio show that had to be done at a certain time. Um, so I, I think it helped us also kind of grow within, we were sophomores, I believe sophomores, juniors at that time. So it really helped us for, for sure. And obviously seeing now how much has changed, it's, it's really amazing. So how has the KSBM radio program evolved or changed since you guys being here? And how do you believe these changes have impacted the current KSBM team and based on the content you observe online? Oh, I think that's the one big thing that we see y'all online as well, the social media, I'll be seeing y'all doing the TikTok stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, just, it's funny to see, because that wasn't even thought of when we was here. Um, just just the whole layout, just looking at it now, the only thing that's the same is this desk. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was is better, of course. It's just it's the same same building, but just, just more to it. And it's just crazy to see the logos changed me and midshipmen was just uh laughing about it uh before we got on i know y'all gonna get into the the logo story a little later but it's it's just crazy to see it's crazy to see yeah i think i think it kind of affects the um the current team because like when we were getting started our hosts were still um adapting to like um getting used to the class and whatnot and like today um when y'all come into the class, everything is already set up for y'all, so y'all kind of have more time to develop y'all's character, to develop, um, to get the script to be more interest, uh, interesting. Um, just a bunch of little stuff, like um, on social media. Yeah, and then also the 
once again, just kind of talking to Michelle before the show, the, the plans that she seems to have for y'all in the future as well is always still, it's always something more. And that's great. It's always, also good to see. Because even, excuse me, y'all, starting off um, when we first started, I don't think none of us really knew where this could go. Like, uh, we just did it just to just to do it. It was something new. So 10 years down the road to see this, it's like, oh, snap. Never would have thought it would happen. So, cool. So bringing up how you guys had, like, for instance, the table, you guys had, like, a really small table and you had to fit, like, five people on it. So, like, based off of the limited equipment and, like, having to record two-hour shows while standing, you know, at your small table, could you describe what that experience was like and what was it like to build something you had no prior experience with and work with these constraints? Uh, I guess, like Jesus said, you know, it's and Gary, everyone said, is you just have to learn on the fly. You know, a good thing for y'all is y'all had someone before that had issues and they're like, oh, you know, this is how you fix this, this is how you do this. Um, and if, you know, piece of equipment might not been up to par to what, you know, is demanded of the show, you know, maybe you can, uh, someone had already, you know, previous years tested it out and then you know what you can upgrade in. Um, what was the rest of the question? Um, so, like, how could you describe what was the experience like and having to build, like, you had, having no experience with this and, like, getting around the constraints you had to deal with? Uh, I guess the biggest one, like Chewy said, was having to grow up. Um, you know, we were the ones that had to solve the problems and figure out stuff. So I think one of the biggest things we learned was problem solving. Right. Every day there was something new, that, you know that happened that had to get fixed so i think that might be the I, I remember thing. like technical issues before the shows um like we would have to make sure um like if something was messed up i remember having a call like rob from fishbowl to help us with the encoders mm -hmm. um we would have to call the tech guys i don't know if mr holder is still here or cc but they would have to come and help us like rewire the whole setup right before the show would start and most of the time it would come down to like the last minute before we would, actu we would actually start the show to where we had everything set up, like to make sure the mics were working, you could hear, um, you could hear, we could hear each other on both sides. Um, like now y'all have a camera on the little tripod. Um, when we first started, we just would tape a webcam <laughs> to the window, so. Is there, you guys have anything else to add to that? Uh, I, I know for, for sure, we, we made it work. Yeah. Um, so, and that I think that's just for everybody. And it was, that it was pretty here. fun too. Like with yeah. the um, limited equipment, if you look back, we were limited, but we still made the most out of it, and we still had some good memories and had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all you can do. Like make the most, make the most out of what you have, and have a good time. After everything, you know, <laughs> we'd, you know, banter like, "Man, did you hear that? Oh, you know, we were struggling to do this." So, you know, some camaraderie, you know, from the struggle. Yeah. Exactly. So going back uh, with to what Jonathan said about you guys doing these shows for hours and hours, what did you guys really talk about? Is there anything you guys you guys like uh, remember from that time? Um, I would say from the position from the position that I was playing, um, a lot of the times I was in charge of, or we collaborated, but most of the time I had to create the like the template for how the show was going to flow. So we had segments. I think it was like sports segment, news segment. 
in like an entertainment segment. And so we would have to like find different articles or like different different stories within that segment and we would have to send it to her prior prior to the show and then she would say, That's a good enough story or that's not a good enough story. <laughs> and so if it wasn't we would have to find more, but if it was, then we would kinda just work with that. And then Gary would like find different songs on the internet that we would download for free and start playing. I don't know if that's copyright laws, but um, we had work, segments of just like different music music songs that we would put in between the different um, parts of the show. So your early work at KSBM Radio had a significant impact on subsequent teams such as the 10th year team. Can you share specific stories from that period, especially the challenges you faced with limited equipment and enduring ad adverse conditions at Jesse Owens Stadium during a school event? That's what I was just talking about. So as far as equipment, I, I I I personally remember bringing all this stuff in. I don't know if y'all remember bringing in the desk and all this stuff. Even yes. the shit yes. video, yeah. which is, is, is crazy to remember. But um, like I said, bringing up the desk, it, and it's crazy to think about. You don't even, you don't really even think about it when you're doing the show. You just, you just know it got to be done. Same way when y'all come in here, y'all just sit down. It's just, it's just a regular thing for us. For us, it was just a regular thing to do. We just knew. It is what it is. So when we finally got certain equipment for us to use, it was just always a plus. No, no, no real thought into it. It was just like, I bet it's just gonna make things easier for us. At Kincaid, like I said, it was just, it was just cold. And like I said, equipment. It was also windy that day. So doing equipment on location, that was a a learning experience because. You never know what what natural cause is going to happen, and we definitely learned that day. It was it was crazy. Windy, cold. I just yeah, I was ashy. It was all. <laughs> yeah, most of the challenges were um, like stuff you didn't see on the camera. Mm. So we brought up uh, with Gary and brought up the whole logo and how it changed. Um, since we know that the logos like kind of been the same for the past 10 years. Uh, we'd like to hear your story behind uh, the original logo. How did you come up with the idea? And we've heard it took several edits to make it work. Several. Uh, the I think, I think we just started on, uh, we just, as a group, we just drew something up and then we kind of passed it around the table and just all kind of um, added into it and then submitted it to Ms. Shipman and Ms. Shipman would edit it, send it back to us. As a group, we would go back, pass it around, edit it, send it back. Yeah. See, the, the, the vision was that you, we wanted, you know, town view, right? So we had the town view <laughs> and voice. So, you know, we had a, a, a big mouth over the mic <laughs> saying the voice of town view. <laughs> well, the, it, 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 when I said it sounds great, when we did the actual drawing and stuff, it kind of came out. Excuse me, it came out a little. Um, you know, I don't even know how to say there, it. There was something to it. Yeah, yeah. a little, little watered down. I guess got had to water it down. So how y'all have it now? It's great. It's great. Um, but um, like like Miss Shimmy said, like y'all saying, a lot of edits, a lot of like, why, why not? What's wrong with it? Um, but now you kind of understand the clean look that you have to go with, um, how other people can look at certain things and think of things another way. You got to take that into consideration. Um, but it, it's, it's funny looking back on it, how many times we had to go over it. And even I'm, I'm surprised that the logo that was before 
the knowing y'all have stayed up so much longer, ten years, even stayed ten years, because I figured they would have changed that too a lot of sooner than what y'all did. But if um if y'all want to see it after the show, I have a picture of one of the um, drawings that we came up with before we submitted it really? for the logo. I wanna yeah, I want to see it too. Okay, how did your involvement with KSBM Radio and its inaugural year influence your personal growth choices regarding college and the career path the career paths you pursued after 2013? Uh, I guess the biggest skills we almost all of us mainly learned was probably public speaking and problem solving. Mm -hmm. You know, as a host, you know, we would have to speak and you know just doing that and then for Jonathan anyone that was in our technical team would be problem solving you know like he mentioned it was always all the the main issues were always you know off camera trying to make sure everything worked beforehand um, I don't know for me my career path that I chose was accounting which is like not much public speaking so right. I only speak to you know the people that I work with um, but problem solving is one that you know helps me out a lot um, so yeah I think for me, um, being part of the radio show was kind of that burst of bubble that I was. Um, and I think now, I think even if you just kind of look at me, I'm more so quiet. But back then, it was, I think, I could sit in the classroom and the teacher would not know. And that did actually happen at a parent-teacher conference where I came in, the teacher did not know who I was. Um, and they just looked at me and like, okay, now I know where you, what class you were in or where you're sitting at. But... I think being part of here kind of burst that, that bubble where I kind of, I'm a little bit more talkative now. Um, for my career path, um, I kind of do talk to clients a little bit more, so it, it's helped me with that public uh, speaking skills, problem solving for sure, so it, it's really helped me a lot. Um, I would say for me, I learned a lot of transferable skills because when I went off to college, um, I took I, I interned a couple of different places, and some of the skills that I learned here, I was able to apply to each different role, even though every role was different. So I interned in Wisconsin for um, an insurance company, and I did direct mail acquisition. I interned as an administrative assistant for a nonprofit, and currently I teach as a ninth grade algebra teacher in Houston. So like all of the different things I've learned here, like time management, um, the ability to collaborate with people, um, the ability to publicly speak, right, because I'm talking in front of students all day. So if I can't articulate and be concise um, with my language, then, you know, how are people going to learn? So there are so many things y'all can learn from just this one opportunity that you can, like, transfer and use in any any area or, you know, career field that you decide to use. Yeah, I, I got to agree with Lisi on most of her stuff. And I think a big thing for me as well was is the um, the preparation side that comes to you know, having to do the, the radio show or any type of talk show, that was real big for me uh, coming into it because, like I said, you, you hear about certain news, you hear about sports, even sports, like you hear about all these things, but it's different when you know you got to come talk about it for a whole two hours. Like I, I can I can talk about it with them maybe for five minutes, but when you, when you, when you put a clock on it, it's, it's a different story. So uh, the preparation side was real big for me. Um, like Misa said, public speaking, being able to collaborate with um, – certain people. I'm also a teacher as well, sixth grade science, and like she said, if I'm not able to articulate, communicate with them kids, it's, it's all for nothing. Um, but real real big on the preparation side, that really helped me as I went to school. I, I even went to school for 
radio or television, even though they didn't do it exactly like this, the preparation side of things was always the same, and that helped me out a lot going to school. I don't think the radio um, influenced my college or my career um, outlook, but as far as like some things that I was able to um, get from the radio was like coming out of my shell a little bit because not only did we have to adapt to learning how to um, like speak on the spot, but um, like when you wear your case, be I'm sure around the school people start asking you, oh hey, you're on the radio, what do y'all do on there and stuff like that. So mentioning how you guys um, like had to create your scripts and all the segments that you had to find, like the articles online, how long did you guys have to, like, how long were you guys, with the time given, how long were you able to like come up with all that stuff right before the show? Um, you're saying, is your question like how long did it take for us to prepare for one show? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we had to have it done with... It wasn't the day before. We yeah, had to have it done like uh, two days, before. two days, two, two to five days before. So, um, the yeah. articles sometimes. But we, we have to like update them just we just so that it would be like more event. recent. Yeah. But as far as having what the show is, how the show is going to actually flow, that had to be done way prior to us actually um, presenting and broadcasting. Yeah, I that remember the struggle once. I would sometimes wait till the last minute, you know, since we had other classes, maybe had homework here, studied for an exam there. I remember a few times, last minute, the day before it was due, at night, just looking up, all right, current events, what happened? What happened? So, yeah, that was one of the main things I remember. It was, it was also a struggle, even we were in class looking up current events, mm -hmm. it was like back then, once again, it was like, why do we have to do this? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just look it up, see what happened, and just talk about it, but once again, you, don't, you just don't know how much that truly helps when you actually know what you're going to talk about rather than just trying to, you know, come, out, come up with it off the top of your head. But back then, I remember I used to be, the shipping used to stay on me, just scrolling. I'm, I don't care, bro. I'm, I'm probably trying to get on something else on the computer, whatever the case is. So, yeah, that's why I said the preparation it helped me so much because I did not care about preparing at all for no show. <laughs> like, really, <laughs> I didn't, didn't care at all. Did you guys have any like favorites like out of out of the all the segments that you had to do? Which one was? Did you guys have a favorite? Mine would be sports. I've always liked sports. Grew up playing sports, watching sports. So mine would be sports. Same. It's um, I was I was listening to the, the very first show we did, and some of the segments we <laughs> we uh, were doing, and we had a uh, uh, we had of course sports. We had boys and girls code. We had, um, of course, like entertainment section. We also had this segment called bars, <laughs> where we all gave a little, gave, <laughs> gave a little freestyle. Um, what was another funny segment? Paul did something. He did. He did another segment as well that was pretty funny. I just can't think of the name, but. We just tried to come up with stuff, random stuff. Like, like I know now y'all probably really got, really got it structured of what y'all, every every um show which y'all really plan on talking about. But back then it was just whatever we could think of that we that we felt like that was just fun or, or newsworthy and just and hope for the best. <laughs> so, can you share any memorable moments from your time at the School of Business and Management as a whole? Yeah. Um, for me, one of my most favorite memories was when we got to interview Trent Shelton, the ex-NFL player. Um, when he came, we hosted him in the theater, 
and he just said he just had like a wealth of like knowledge and wisdom um when he was up like talking to us it wasn't just like about entertainment but he was like really instilling us instilling in us like different um mantras and virtues that we should like live by so that we can ensure that when we go off after college we know like what's important or we stick to what's important so i really enjoyed interviewing trent who else was it mike miles mike miles and it was one other person that was really really interesting i forgot um, her name she was from new orleans yeah oh, no, um, yeah um, but man, she was, was she was also her? a really good interview as well it's, it's funny that you brought up trent Sheldon and mike miles because both of those interviews mike miles i looking back on it is like i wish we didn't really interview him because he kind of did he was a superintendent of, yeah he was a superintendent of dallas isd at the time and um he did some stuff that i didn't really care for i didn't get to come to the trent sheldon interview yeah because i had a yeah i had a it was actually it was it was basketball it was basketball state championship weekend so those two interviews got a little asterisk for me because it was it was something going on. I would I especially with Trent Sheldon. I, I was talking to him on social media. Like I said, real big important motivational guy. I hate it, I didn't get to come to that. Mike Miles for me was a little questionable interviews. The superintendents get a little iffy. So uh, as you guys know, we have a segment called the locker room and to um on Gary and who are really interested in sports did you guys like ever want to come up with a different segment regarding sports did that ever cross your mind I, I don't know, bro. No. Not, not that I know no. it was just sports we tried to talk about it once again yeah preparation we probably didn't if we knew it, it came on that weekend or that week we, we were gonna try to talk about it whether we was talking about it accurately <laughs> made it <laughs> a hit or miss but we was gonna talk about it how long were y'all standing? Like, I saw some pictures where y'all weren't sitting or standing. How was that? The entire show. Yeah, how, Basically, how long was y'all show? show? Ours were like two, two, ours were like two hours, two and a half hours, so we were standing. How long y'all show is? That's how long we were standing. Ours is like 45 to an hour. But see, that, that's, like, that's legit, though. Like, when you think about it right now, when it comes to, like, podcast and the whole entertainment industry, when it comes to this, I think 45 to an hour is, like, good because af after an hour, you kind of lose lose attention and lose focus and you don't want to listen anymore. So I think y'all's time, y'all time is great. <laughs> Who are your favorite teachers and what made them special? Mine were um, my principal, my counselor, and my cluster teachers. Mine would be Miss Sanders because I had her for accounting, and that's how I got into accounting. I took one of her classes, and uh, for whatever reason, like to me, accounting clicked really, really well. So um, she asked me to join an accounting group, you know that she, you know that she was heading, and uh, you would go to accounting competitions. So we was able to do regionals went to state and then was able to go to nationals in California. So I got to go to Anaheim, California, which is a little bit, maybe like an hour away from LA. And then so, you know, once the competition was over and everything, we got to go to, I believe it was Universal when we went. So that was one of my favorite memories about, you know, being in high school and just seeing how my career path, you know, changed because of, you know, taking Miss Sanders accounting class. I, the reason I said those were my favorite teachers is because you see them your whole life at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that they're still the same. 
for us, Ms. Shimon and Ms. Sanders. Uh, so like regarding Townview as a whole, like the environment from when you guys were back in high school, how did that like, you know, affect you and like in prepare you for the future or like the people you had there, like your friends or even KSBM radio, like anything like that? How did that, you know, that the experiences you had, how did that affect you like in your day to day life? Well, like um, one one um, thing that I took from the radio that I still use in everyday life is I see how important teamwork is. Um, when the radio was first starting, um, teamwork was really important. It was important that everybody kind of pitched in a little bit so that we could, um, you know, it just all comes together to make the bigger picture work. And for me, the two main things, we already talked about one, accounting, because it's what I do. But the second one is, I guess, the major one is I met my wife here. Oh. So we started dating our freshman year. <laughs> so we've actually been together for almost 12 years. Four of those 12, we've been married. So I guess that's the biggest thing for me day to day, <laughs> you know. So that, that'd be my biggest one. And I think the culture here in Townview is that it's very select. So as opposed to maybe other schools, um, just I guess regular high schools, is you have so many students as opposed to maybe just here at Tomview, it's very select, so you're, it's a little bit more like together. So uh, whether it's at a different cluster or, or just here at the radio, everybody kind of helped each other out, even if it was maybe another school as well. So that, that's kind of what I liked about, about Tomview was that even though we had different schools within Tomview, we kind of helped each other out and it was very select. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, so I know going back to the um, going back to the favorite teachers and what made them special. I know some of you didn't finish, but did you guys had any favorite other teachers? Um, I definitely did, and I'm not being cliche, and I'm going to say Miss Shipman. Um, when I first met her, she was not my favorite teacher. Um, she was, I was like, oh, she doing a little bit too much for me. Okay, but um, over the, the past, the two year, two and a half years we did uh, spent working with her, um, what I appreciated from Miss Shipman was her, her care. Um, she not only cared about the work, but, you know, outside of the radio show itself, she made sure that we were okay, well, that was okay mentally, you know, and she just, she just, she was just very caring. And it was more, it was more than, um, it was more, oh Lord, my words. <laughs> she cared about me as a person. And that to me is what mattered because now as a teacher, I do that same thing for my students. I want to ensure that I'm caring about you as a student, as a human, before I even try to um, worry about anything academic or, you know, work. So that's what I appreciated the most. Yeah, I gotta say the same. It was it was definitely Miss Shipman. Um, she probably don't know this, but she the whole reason I went to school to do radio and television in the first place. So, um, like like Misi said, starting off, me and Miss Shipman, we we got to a rocky start. <laughs> but uh, man, uh, she was the only teacher that that truly truly kept it real with me. Truly okay. told me what I could do, what things I shouldn't be able to do. You know, and and that's. Even at the time, if I know I didn't want that, that was something I needed. And uh, you know, to this day, I still appreciate it. So that's why it was easy for her. When she called in, This was it was easy to do this because it was a no question asked. So. I, I would have to agree as well with Ms. Shipman. Uh, like I have mentioned, uh, the opportunity given for being part of the, the radio show was, was thanks to Ms. Shipman. And, and she truly believed that, that I could do it as well. 
I know at the beginning I was part of the technical side, and then Ms. Shipman decided, well, let's throw you as a part of the host of different segments. Of course, being the shy person that I was, I panicked. But obviously, coming from a shipment, she really believed, believed in us. So I came out here, tried to do as much as I can as part of the segment. So, um, and it really helped me grow as a person as well. So I, I really appreciate it. So you know how you guys were, some people were doing the technical side or being or doing hosting. Uh, since that all incorporated in it, do you guys know how many like people tuned in to the, like your guys' show? Or anybody recognize who tuned in? I wouldn't know. I would not exact numbers. Uh, once again, I listened to the first, or listened to quite a bit of the first show we ever did. And I think we said something on the show where it was at least maybe the first show was at least like 30 people that watched. Probably more than half was like our parents or family <laughs> yeah. that was just tuning in. We did have quite a bit of callers. Once again, half of them were family members or friends that was just calling in. But I, I couldn't even imagine how many people were listening on a daily or on a, on a regular. So have any hobbies or in interests from your KSB and radio days continued to be part of your life now? Um, as far as um, from when I would um, work with the technical side uh, behind the camera, I don't, um, I don't use that in my everyday life. But I mean, I still find it cool. Um, I would say for me, I did some of the social media marketing um, in the beginning phase of KSBM, and I would say that in college, whenever I would join an organization, I would be the first person, can I do, uh, I want to do flyers, <laughs> I want to do posts. Um, so definitely like the social media marketing side of KSBM is what I took with me when I joined, when I joined organizations in college and stuff. And I do it even now in my jobs now when they need flyers, posts, somebody do videos, pictures, I'm always the first person to like volunteer for stuff like that. Um, for me, it would probably be, um, once again, I didn't really care about current events like that back then. But now, I won't say I'm just always looking at the news, but, you know, if I see something that's looking really interesting, I'm, I'm going to take the time out to actually look for it. And that's a, y'all don't know, that's a real huge step for me 10 years ago. So, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like, now it's like. You, you resources like who 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 read it? I mean, who who wrote, who wrote it? Who you know, it? can I trust this source? Can I? Is it really? Is this really news? Is this really true? Like all that type of stuff. So, yeah, the radio kind of helped me out a little bit. Yeah, for me, it would just be interesting <laughs> podcasts. So you know, before I don't know how big podcasts were, but now you know, almost everyone has a podcast. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that that one thing that that's you know I've carried with me. Not hosting any, but for sure listening to them. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's it's the interest in podcasts. Um, and then, obviously, during the COVID times, uh, me and my friends were just kind of do streaming. Um, so, obviously, off-camera, just streaming games, whether it's Mario Party, Mario Kart, mm -hmm. anything of that sort. Um, obviously, COVID time, kind of, the podcast culture kind of grew as well. So. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything, any advice you'd give to us to kind of like help us through our last year of KSB Ready or help the juniors in any way? I guess mine would just be enjoy every day, even if, you know, it's a challenge or anything. Once the day is over, you know, that challenge is over, look forward to the next day. Um, 
you know, things change a lot. Just enjoy what you what you're learning today, what you're doing today. Enjoy the time you spend, you know, with your classmates and everything because time flies before you know it. You'll yep. be seeing them again 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just I agree. Enjoy it. Um, I would have to say um, don't be afraid to do new things. Even if you feel like you don't qualify, you don't, you don't know how to do it, um, it's something that's completely foreign to you, jump out there and try it because at the end of the day, God is going to lead you if you're supposed to be there and you're going to learn. Um, making mistakes and, 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 and doing things the wrong way, I think you learn more from that sometimes than getting it right the first time because there are so many things that you can look back and reflect on. You're like, I should have did this or I could have done this different. So when you take on a new adventure or a new, new experience, you know the things to do and what not to do. So if, if there's something that you want to do, just do it and learn learn as you go. If you try to like plan it all out, sometimes it won't work. So just jump out there. Um, my advice, just from um, tuning back in after all these years and seeing um, like all y'all's stuff on social media and y'all's um, previous shows, just um, keep, a, keep it going. Y'all already look, um, y'all look really talented. Um, as long as y'all just stay on the track that y'all are on, um, it should turn out good for y'all. And that's a wrap for today's special episode of KSBM Radio, The Voice of Townview. We want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to our incredible guests, Missile, Gary, Meese, Chewy, and Mad Matt. Your stories, experiences, and the legacy you've shared with us are inspiring. To our SBM family, your support means the world to us. Remember to stay connected with us on social media for all the latest updates. This is Cammie and Violet signing off for, the K- for KSBN Radio, The Voice of Townview. Keep the curiosity alive, stay engaged, and never stop learning. Until then, take care, guys. for listening to KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. My radio station. We hope you enjoyed the great content and great discussion, all from a student's perspective. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for the latest updates at KSBM underscore TVT or on Facebook at KSBM Radio. Add them on Facebook. Check them on Facebook. Take care.